the ModHop podcast, traveling better with ModHop.com founder Jake Redman and travel junkie Anthony Ryan. So today's the day, huh? Today's the day for what? You come back. Come back to what? From keto. I'm just going to pretend. Oh, I was going to keep pretending I didn't know what you were talking about. <laughs> I, but I you ruined wondering. my dumb shtick. Sorry. Uh, let's pretend I didn't say anything. All right. Yes. The answer is yes. Today is the last. Actually, yesterday was the last full day. I'm going to finish keto right around quitting time today, and I'm going to go home and have a slice of pizza. Pizza all yeah. weekend. You know, honestly, I was going to try and go through tomorrow night, but somewhere I had mentioned to my wife that I was going to celebrate tonight by having a slice of pizza, and I mentioned it just in passing, but then I tried to pull back on those plans, and she wasn't having it. No, she, she, she's got that pizza on her mind now. I think she doesn't want to make dinner tonight. I think that's what was in Like, she doesn't want to have anything to do with it. We're just going to order some pizza, done, easy, and I'm all for it. From where? Probably someplace good in Hoboken. I mean, there's a handful of good places in Hoboken. Well, it depends on what you're in the mood for. I don't know if we should get into the whole Hoboken pizza thing again. I think we've done this episode <laughs> yeah, we, before. but this many times. Napoli's or Bologna's, whatever's close to our house. So other than that, the, I'm going to celebrate a little bit this weekend too because my daughter's fifth birthday. Well, her fifth birthday was the other day, but um, we're going to celebrate on Sunday. We're going to have people show up at a at her ballet place for pizza and cake. So oh, I don't evil. think I'm going to have pizza there. I'll have cake there. You'll have your pizza tonight. Yeah. And, your cake. and the cake then. I got to right. say, I only ordered a certain number of pizzas because I'm cheap. So, what are you going to eat at the birthday party? I'm just going to have a slice of cake. And then I'm going to go home That's and it? eat lunch. Oh, oh, I see. Eat a proper meal. <laughs> this is exciting. Super. What's Jake going to eat this weekend? But it's funny. My daughter came to me the other day and I was showing her a picture of my fifth birthday party. Your fifth birthday party. Yeah, it's a picture of me outside my house in Minneapolis learning how to swing a baseball bat. My grandmother's showing me how. We're in the front yard, and I'm wearing some cool 70s pants and a ringer T-shirt. Pretty cool outfit. No shoes, just hanging. Just, just hanging. Just hanging. <laughs> and grandma's trying to teach me how to you know, swing the bat, and my boy Carl's hanging out. And my daughter looks, and she's like, Daddy, this picture's too blurry. And I realized that I'm from olden times. <laughs> I am from the picture. It's like all like faded and yeah, it's faded unclear. and you do you, the cameras, the consumer grade cameras at the time were just you know these cheapy, you know by today's standards. Oh yeah, it's night and day. Yeah, you would even from the nineties. Yeah, like pictures back then looked well. Different. The er- and the early digital cameras were terrible. You know, if you sure. think about it, and then. You should probably should have just stuck with film through the 90s, I'm pretty sure, right? What do you think people are going to say 20, 30 years down the road when they're looking at pictures today? Well, we talked about this earlier. I think, I think you'll be able to ta- step into a hologram by then, and <laughs> yeah. we'll, they'll look at HD pictures from now and just... Like, like what is this flat portrait? You might actually... I don't even know. They might have a way to enhance your vision to make everything prettier. I don't know. Who knows what the future holds? You know what's crazy? It's it slightly related. You ever watch uh, videos on YouTube of people like recoloring black and white footage of like New York from the 1900s, the early 1900s, or France or whatever? Yeah. It is so fascinating because you, you all, all you ever think about when you think of the 1900s up to like the 1940s is black and white. When you start seeing it in color, it totally 
makes you feel more connected to that era because that's how we see, right? Most people see in, in color. So to sort of relate to it in that fashion, it's, it's kind of mind-blowing to me, right? No, not to you. <laughs> You're looking at me with a judgmental <laughs> stare right now. I just want I just want to hang out there and just let you keep talking for I get what I get what you're saying. I just wanted to create an uncomfortable moment, but gee, thanks. You're welcome. But yeah, of course, you it, the more realistic a picture looks, obviously I think you're going to have a better connection to it. Yeah. If anyone's Nor- never done that, do Norm it. Norm Macdonald has the funniest stand. It was the, he did it on the last uh, Late Show with David Letterman about how pictures were, and I'm not going to do it justice, oh, yeah. so go back and watch it. But, you know, way back when you'd spend all day and it would be like a painting or it would, you'd have to work really hard to get one picture and you could only get that one picture, and so yeah. that's why they were Everyone always really Everyone had one unhappy. picture of themselves. Yeah. Go back and watch it. I'm just going to screw it up. I'm from old times, <laughs> at least we're, as far as my kids are concerned. I guess in reality, too. Hey, you said it. So uh, the news continues to be coronavirus. The big news around here at SiriusXM, where we work, is that they're starting to, you know, festivals are starting to creep up. So these big events are about to start happening. And I think the first casualty of festival season looks like it's going to be ultra in Miami. Oh, really? Um, really? Because the mayor of Miami has, I think asked that he declared a i guess a state of emergency and asked them to shut it down for now i think it's supposed to happen later in march march 22nd but if you think about it if you're trying to slow down the spread of the virus you don't want a million sweaty kids (laughs) rubbing against each other listening to edm it's probably just not a good recipe for stemming the the spread of a disease it's just like, ooh, the germs are just like rubbing their yeah. hands and waiting to go. And then they just, you know, spread it all over the place. So that's probably probably a wise move if yeah. they're able to postpone it. Sad for the people who wanted to go. And we'll see what happens in the coming months because, you know, you've got your Coachella's coming up. Your Rolling Loud is one that I'm supposed to go to that I'm not sure it's going to happen. That's in May. So mm-hmm. a couple months out. But we'll see what happens. Hotels even have been loosening their uh, cancellation policies. Airbnb has a new extenuating circumstances cancellation category for reservations made after a certain date. So, you know, and they continue to work with owners. It's something that they don't normally have as a reason for cancellation. But and there's some fine print in there, too. If you're just worried about flying, then that's not an extenuating circumstances. If you're sick, it is. And you can, I don't know if you need to provide a doctor's note. I don't exactly know what the exact details of it, but I'll link to the article that sort of spells it out. The disease continues to dominate travel headlines, and it might make you feel a little bit better about flying, knowing that the CDC has issued guidance to airlines for cleaning their planes and dealing with sick passengers. It's all routine if no symptomatic passengers are on board, but if someone presents as sick, all surfaces within a six-foot radius of where the passenger was seated should be cleaned including seat belts, tray tables, carpet, overhead handles, the whole works. Also, when a symptomatic passenger is spotted, they should be seated as far away from possible as others, and one crew member should be assigned to that passenger. So, more exclusive service 
for the sick passenger. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. And that crew member is instructed to wash their hands for oh, 20 the perks. seconds. Yeah. Um, that crew member should wash their hands for 20 seconds after every interaction with the passengers. You know, it remains to be seen how and if the airlines will communicate this to their employees effectively, if it'll really do it that way. And, you know, reseating somebody on an airplane that's far away from other passengers yeah. is easier said than done because there's passengers throughout the plane. Right. So it's gonna be difficult. Uh, yeah. But get this. Uh side note on that. Side note it. Right. <laughs> it seems as though my dad is at the airport right now. He's saying that his flight, there's a lot less people flying. And so you're gonna have that space if you need it to move passengers around if necessary. Well, maybe. It the thing is too though, at least domestic flights, it well, international flights the airlines have started to cut flights, so they're going to try and get more people. They don't want empty seats. That's true. That's business-wise. business-wise. So it may happen that, you know, as we get further into this, you know, the planes will appear to fill back up a little more just because they're canceling flights. Even United even just announced domestic flight cuts because they're losing money on people who are afraid to fly or company policies like ours that either say don't fly or flying is optional. We're not going to make you fly. So, you know, you're probably going to see a lot fewer people, you know, getting out of town that way if their job doesn't absolutely depend on it. Yeah, that's true. So we'll we'll see. It'll be interesting to watch the capacity. That said, airfares have been pretty good. And Delta even launched what appears to be a large handful of good mileage deals to a number of destinations. Boarding area partner The Gate points to fares starting as low as 10,000 miles. Round trip. Sample round trips include Fort Lauderdale from Boston, Minneapolis, and New York, Los Angeles to Austin, Seattle to Nashville, ton more. I'll give some more specific examples and the fares in just a second here. But if you're armed with Clorox wipes and a sense of domestic adventure, it might be the time to get up and go. Domestic adventure. Yeah. (laughs) So um, peaking at some of these more specific fares, Detroit to Fort Lauderdale's 10,500 miles round trip. Pretty good deal. If you've got some... Delta miles that you're sitting on, Boston to Miami, 11,000, Los Angeles to Miami, 22,000 sky miles, but that's a cross-country flight. That's a that's a longer flight that would probably go for more. 25,000 used to be the old standard, so it may not seem like big savings, but for a flight that long, that might be pretty good. You know, if I were single, that would be an amazing thing to to do is take advantage of those cheap flights. Yeah, but you don't have kids. I know, but I don't want the risk of getting sick and bringing it back home to her, my wife. That's uh, a consideration now. Does she, Does your wife have like a depressed immune system? Yes, actually. Oh, well, then that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> then you don't want to do it. Exactly. And, and it's like part of me is like, oh, the deals that I'm missing out on. But then I have to like, you know, think straight and be like, it's not well, just about me these deals in particular are, you know, Fort Lauderdale. Just wait, though. I bet you there's going to be even more. Oh, I'm sure. Deals. Actually, if you look at this list, it's pretty extensive. I mean, you can find pretty good deals to a lot of places. And, you know, a lot of the airlines are doing the same thing. I saw Alaska Airlines had deals to all over the place, too. It's just they need to fill seats that people aren't, you know, that people are too afraid to hop into right now. Yeah, that's true. I mean... If you are single and look and love traveling, yeah. If you're a little more adventurous and you know have a hazmat suit, then just 
<laughs> hop on a flight. It's time to go. Yeah. I, I noticed there are also uh, certain airlines that are offering no change fees when you book. Yeah, they've waived no change fees for flights booked between, you know, like, say, March 1st. And that, that's just an example. I think it's different with every airline. If you booked before that time, say if you booked in January or February, the change fees are a little more restrictive. Yeah. So Wouldn't that be annoying the, if you booked it the day before that, that went to effect? Yeah. Well, I booked a ton of flights in January. Yeah. Like all my, the only refundable one I have is for the one in May, which is the likeliest one to get canceled because it's a company event and it's a festival. So, right. you know, without knowing it, I did the right thing. Everything I have, every reservation I have that is for that is refundable. But, you know, I've also got flights coming up to San Francisco and to uh, Los Angeles later this month. So, you know, I guess we'll see. Right on. <laughs> hey, read that article about the how the subway, MTA, and uh, also our path are taking measures to clean the cars and, you know, the... Good luck. Yeah, the turnstiles and all. Yeah, I saw the news report on that on TV, and it's a, you know, you get a bunch of guys in reflective vests wiping down turnstiles with bleach. Yeah. So, which doesn't help if people are standing above you on the path train sneezing (laughs) onto you it just does no good i we saw a guy on the subway the other day just standing there literally had his mouth on a pole oh what i was trying to point him out to you really you were on the train too and i was like look at i was i didn't want to be too obvious but i was look pointing at him i'm like oh my god look at that guy he's got his face on the pole nasty so i don't know if he was just doing it to be controversial yeah I don't know if he wanted to get on social media or what his what his MO was, but you know it's funny though. It's like what do they just were they not cleaning it before? <laughs> you know? No. <laughs> no. They're yeah. gonna spend that kind of money on cleaning. But if you smell if you're in New York and you smell bleach on the train, that's kinda what it is. Yeah. But they did I think it's every seventy two hours they have to clean do a thorough cleaning cleaning of the train cars. I guess in a way it's a, a little more comforting, I guess. Yeah, it makes you feel better just because we do come in contact with all those things. I mean, we do come in contact with the the turnstiles. The thing is, you know, the thing we have to be worried most about is people delivering via – I don't want to get too into it. It, It's more of an airborne thing, I think. I don't know. I I don't want to get too much into how it travels or things like that because I don't want people to take – for verbatim yeah. what I understand this whole thing to be. Go to the CDC website. And, Please. Yeah. Don't, don't listen, trust us. Don't listen to us. All we know about is airfare deals. Yeah. Speaking of deals, website witch.co.uk. Not like witch, like Wicked Witch of the West, but witch as in this one or that one. You know what I mean? Wait, which one? Which, which one? Witch.co.uk. They published a mini study they did comparing hotel room prices online versus prices calling the hotel or hotel chain. Turns out they got a better rate eight out of ten times by making a good old-time phone call. It's my kind of phone call. Wow, really? It has something to do with this thing called rate parity clauses that multinational sites like Booking.com and I guess Agoda and all the other ones have in their contracts with hotels that give them claim to the better advertised online price. Wow. So, And I think I'm explaining that right. If I'm not, then... Well, just ignore me anyway. Regardless, a call to check rates at the hotel you're looking at might be worth it, particularly on longer stays, unless maybe your company is paying. 
So call. Yeah, if you've got the time. The problem is, you know, sometimes you call these reservations lines and they put you on hold or it takes a little longer. Sometimes the savings aren't worth it. Sometimes I wouldn't think like on a a one-night stay that it makes all that much difference. Do you still trust the process of booking over the phone, giving them your credit card and not having like an electronic receipt? I'm sure they'll send you a receipt. Oh, yeah. You're Just right. give them your email address. And as far as the credit card is concerned, I don't worry much about credit cards. Identity, if someone gets a hold of uh, a lot of your information, like a social security number, like a credit card number, they can do a little damage with, but you can go back and dispute charges and things like that if you yeah, have yeah. to. So I don't worry a ton about that. But yeah, I don't worry so much about that. I like talking to people unless they're just bad people. Yeah. That's the one nice thing about, I mean, one of the really nice things about the internet is that you're just dealing, you know what to expect most of the time. And we're sort of beyond the point where websites are designed so badly that they're really hard to navigate. There are a lot more standards in place. So I kind of know what to expect when I go to a hotel or an airline website and how to do the process. But, you know, the problem is when you start calling people, the experience is going to be different just about every time. Yeah, exactly. You know, the person either understands what you want or doesn't understand what you want. It could be stellar or you never know what kind of experience you're going to run into. Yeah, that's a good so point. So I think there's just more consistency with online, which is what people like. Right? Yeah, I like it. What else is going on? Is there any good news happening other than maybe you'll get a better deal by calling the hotel? <laughs> well, if I may swing back to uh, the subject of my dad going on his flight to the Oh, yeah. Did we not finish that conversation? Sorry. Yeah, I wanted to. I knew you were in the middle of your story, oh, so sorry. I didn't want to. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> Old man's in the middle of his stories again. Let's, <laughs> I didn't want to completely I'll hold off on what you. I have to say. He's going to go so, look at, uh, back at his analog pictures. So get this. So he had booked his flight to the Philippines a month ago, a month and a half ago, before all this started really changing flight schedules and stuff. Mm-hmm. So his flight was supposed to be Thursday this past Thursday, and he was supposed to come back in mid-April. So leading up to the flight, they started sending him emails that his flights were getting changed. And then when I looked at it like earlier this week, the flights didn't make sense. Like he, One of his connecting flights landed after the connecting flight was taking off. So I was like, this is all screwy. Something's going on here. You need to try to call uh, the airline and it's Korean Airlines. So and flying through South Korea, as you know, there's some issues there. So we went on the site, the Korean Air site, and they had all these like a list of cancellations and suspensions. And we were worried because I'm like, what if the flight from JFK to South Korea is on, but then there's no the flight from South Korea to the Philippines is canceled. And then the return flight from South Korea to JFK is canceled. So he's going to go to South Korea and get stuck there, yeah. not knowing anybody. So he tried calling them, the the number on the website, and could not get through. And I went on Twitter and I looked at people's conversations about that this particular subject. And people were saying they kept calling for like hundreds of times. Finally got so on. So that wasn't going to work. So we're like... I'm like, oh crap! Like, did you find a Reddit group? So what I I tried actually looking through Reddit, and there there wasn't much information. What I did was I went on Twitter, and the Korean Air Twitter handle they listed an international number. Ah. So I had my dad call that number, and he got through like pretty quickly. So I don't know if that's 
uh, unique to this situation. Was he trying to call the U.S. Yes, number? Yes, yes, uh, the, the 800 number. And then and this was like a... the whatever you read online, were they saying that it was specifically the U.S. number they were having trouble getting through to? Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, so basically... Yeah, probably people in your dad's situation who have flights coming up that they don't want to know are canceled or not canceled. Yeah, call call the uh, the service center listed on the, the Korean Air Twitter, which is like plus eight two, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So he was able to get in pretty quickly. Got his flight changed, had to shorten his trip, but he was able to get confirmation of his flights that made sense. And now he's at the airport. He's flying out probably in 10, 15 minutes. Called him earlier. He said, you know, there's not that many people waiting in line. He was able to change to an aisle seat. And Does he have and, the road to himself? Yeah. He has two seats, I think, apparently. Right, fine. Because <laughs> he's going to lounge. But yeah, so yeah, these are really interesting times right now, trying to make things figure things out. Yeah, that's you know. a lot of extra planning that you have to do. Yeah. Uh, so I guess if you're flying Korean Airlines in the near future, then use the international line. The Twitter handles, I have a lot of luck with too. If you use uh, an airline's Twitter handle, at least domestically, that's worked for me in the past. Because sometimes you just don't want to even deal with trying to... It's If you have to get a hold of somebody, that's a good way to do it if you're not in a hurry. I mean, you can call the airline and set on hold and But a lot of times you're just moving around and throughout your day. And the thing I like about dealing with the Twitter staff is that you can sort of have the conversation loosely throughout the day. Like if you want to know if you can upgrade to premium economy, you know. So you're talking about actually messaging. Yeah. Yeah. Between uh, like an airline's Twitter staff or Twitter reservation staff because they can make changes as well as a phone rep. Yeah. Or a a chat rep. So it's and it's not even like chat. Like if you chat with someone from their website in the little pop up window, that seems to be you need it needs to be more immediate. Yeah. If you just don't have a lot of time, it's a busy day. You can say, "Can I upgrade my flight for uh, my trip to you know London or whatever to premium economy?" They can say, "Let me check inventory," and then a couple hours later, you can check back and they're like, "Oh, there's some inventory," and then you can. Yeah. Twitter and back is it still available? And then they they'll be so yeah. your messages don't get lost in the queue. No, just it won't time out. Is basically what I'm saying. And you don't have to take a specific chunk of time out of your day, and you don't have to hire a virtual assistant. Yeah, that's an interesting one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So Twitter is, I think, a, and sometimes they're there. They don't respond as instantly most of the time. Yeah. You know, it's not like you twit you send them a Twitter message and it's like, Bing, Bing. It's bing, bing, bing. Yeah, Twitter makes that noise now. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. There are different ways to get a hold of airlines. And that's actually a good tip because if people are trying to make reservations or change their reservations, they might want to try different phone numbers. Yeah, man. Try everything. Mm-hmm. My worry is, though, is how's it going to be in two weeks when his scheduled return flight is, is that's a, to be? That's another question. And with my LA trip coming up, too, I don't even know what domestic travel is going to look like. Part of the, part of my thinking now, too, is, and I'm worried about this, this is the kind of thing I worry about, is that I'm scheduled to fly to Los Angeles in Polaris business class on a Dreamliner on United. And if this whole thing forces an airplane swap and I end up on a 757, I'm not going to be a happy guy. Uh-oh. <laughs> I mean, you I want your Dreamliner. This was the this was the deal for me. This is what I put the miles towards. I use miles to book the trip, and I'm like, oh, this. I want to try Polaris Business Class because I'm not going to be flying overseas anytime real soon. Right. So, this is my opportunity to try 
the seat at least. I mean, it's material right there for you. Yeah. We'll see. You know, as things go, bring your wipes with you and wipe down all the stuff around you when you fly. Yeah, shoot. That's a good idea. I should have told him to do that, actually. <laughs> but he brought a sanitizer, his hand sanitizer. So. I'm sure his hand sanitizer will go a long way. So don't let people cough on you either. Yeah. Uh, be safe out there. Thanks for listening to the Mod Hop Podcast. If you want to get a hold of us online, that's a thing. I, I even talk like an old man. If you want to get us on the internet, at Mod Hop on Twitter and Instagram. And that's it. All righty then. Be safe. Have a great week. Cheers. Bye. The Mod Hop Podcast with Jake Redman and Anthony Ryan. 